Episode 37. Episode 37 of the Bro, Bro that shit is just too good. Fire, right? It's Fire. too good. Yo, it, it's, in, it's just so, way too good. I'm so fucking happy to have both of you here in person. I have my producer here with me. I'm actually not here. I'm like a, a figment of your mag- imagination. Nah, nah, man. I, 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 nope. I, I can't even say that because you looked at the tattoo and actually felt me up. So <laughs> <laughs> I touched his body. Episode thirty-seven. The guys are together. Facts. What's up, twin? What's up? What's good with you? Stuck, stuck like a motherfucker. Macaroni what episode are we on? And thirty-seven strips. Thirty-seven. Episode thirty-seven. It is episode 37. Can bro, I took that? the craziest <clears throat> retro picture, bro. You did? That was dope. That shit is sick. Can you believe that it's actually episode 37? No. Before, before Dude, I- that's so... Honestly, I... So, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. I was, like, trying to... I was trying to tell them, like... Just find, like, two weeks. You know? Do, like, we like we do. Like, once every two weeks, commit to yourself. At yeah. least once yeah. every two weeks. Commit to yourself. You're going to make, you know, one attempt at doing something you like to do. A passion like, project. Yeah. So, like, this person likes to, like, work on music. Right? Mm-hmm. But gets overwhelmed with a lot of other shit. So, once every, once every two weeks. That's it. And then eventually, before you know it, you know, you're 40, almost 40 episodes in. You're almost 40 things into whatever. Yep. You just got to start. Just keep. The sooner you start, the better. You just have to start and be okay with fucking up. Yes. Because the sooner you start, the better. Just start. Just do it. Yo, you're hitting all the fucking points, bro. Find something. Because once that ball starts to get rolling. Focus on it. Next thing you know, you're fucking 40 episodes in. Keep going at it. Like it was like what? Accept the failure. You're like, this was nothing. 40 episodes? Nothing. It, yeah. But it sounds like, intimidating sense, if you're at zero. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't look at it like that. You got to build it up. Got to build it up. Got to build it up. Keep building on it. Be consistent. 
don't overwhelm yourself. Just, just, just be consistent and yep. don't overwhelm yourself. Yep. Consistency wins out. You don't got to do too much. Being consistent will win out. Facts. Facts. Consistency is great. Yeah, man. Like, really, in any aspect of life, you just like you want to know what to expect. Put one foot in front of the other. Oh. Just keep putting that one too. foot in front of the other. Sometimes it'd be easy as fuck. Sometimes it'd be hard as fuck. Okay? You're, you're allowed to use you your You know why I say too. that? You know why I say that? Because before we started this episode earlier, before producer got here, uh, Mr. Producer, excuse me, uh, we was listening to Duncan Trussell. And he was talking about like people who deal with like depression sometimes. <coughs> <coughs> Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep being consistent. Yeah. Even when it's hard. You're allowed to use your hands, too. Say what? Sometimes if you can't find your feet, you can use your hands. Well, oh, I thought you were going to throw hands with depression. I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> he's I mean, like, he's like yo, yeah, yeah if depression's like just fucking with you, you know, scrap. It doesn't, it doesn't work with everybody, but you can try it. I got hands. Come on, depression, fight me. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's the energy, bro. That's the energy. Yo, do I want to kick off the show with a controversial no. video? Nope. No, we don't. Nope. No, no. Um, that's not the vibe today. That's not the vibe? That's not the vibe. A that's going to throw me in a funky vibe. Oh, no, no, no. It ain't going to throw you in a funky vibe. It's a bet. Russell Brand video. How Big funky bet. of a vibe can Yo, throw Russell you Brand in? be saying some shit, and then I'd be like, nah. No, 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 well, no, the no, reason no. I say it's because it's a little, uh, he gets a little woo woo, man. He's, he's a woo woo guy. He gets a little woo woo. He is, though. But, but he, it's he's hard. So he's hard. He, He's, he's hard. so compassionate. It's hard because he sprinkles in a couple, like, good real ones. Went in with the, like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. other ones. Man. So it makes it seem more convincing. Yeah. You, but although I think he might believe it, he just, like, leans more into it. He's like. I, I, I think you're right. I think Probably I'm just right. leans into it. He's like, well, also, I don't know. It's hard to say. See, there's a thing about people with money. Like, I feel like they have seen a little bit more of how the world works. Ah, you're right, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've watched like, this evolution. That's though. what happens. Like when people get certain amount of wealth, they get higher levels in society, right? No, you're right. I, and I, they I, have more and the higher le- higher you go, the more control they have over society. I, I I I say this like I fucking know his life and I don't. But I've watched his I've watched his evol- the evolution of his life since probably the rehab the first stand-up, yeah. like, shit he was doing. He, he Back was with the crazy for his yeah, hair he, and he shit. Was, he had some um, good bits. And then getting married to Katy Perry and then doing that documentary at the, like, um, like the lithium mines and shit. And then basically like after that like point, a- like, I watched him walk away from Hollywood and walk away from his marriage to a fucking worldwide superstar. Because of the guilt of like what he experienced in in this mining region, and he probably also did psychedelics at some point. 
that really he opened says he up. hasn't because he's in recovery, so he could never go those routes. So everything had to be oh. the yoga kundalini. So route. he never even tried it before. Yeah, he was. He's like he he did mushrooms and shit back in when he was doing like heroin and stuff. But he's never done ayahuasca or like a ritual. Or yeah, but what if the like, mushrooms? We all feel the way you're uh, like what you're about to say, but he's like. He holds to the twelve steps, and he holds to like the fact that he's in recovery, and that. He oh, I'm can't. not saying he broke it. No, 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 no. I'm just saying beforehand. Uh, we think that like it. It has to be mostly beneficial for him to take psychedelics. However, like when you've seen so much the overwhelming guilt of like the haves and the haves not it's just it's just like respect i could imagine no but i could also imagine when you have that much money and you feel like so much stuff is taken care of and you get to a certain point in your life where you're close to that like starting to think about the middle of your life yeah and then you have like a moment of self-reflection of like what the fuck am i doing or like the like people do like the when they turn like 50 midlife crisis Ooh, yeah yeah and but instead it it swung like holy shit like look at all this money we all have all these people have and look at the people that were even richer than even i could ever imagine that i am and Mm -hmm. i'm rich now and i'm rich and then you think, and then you go to a place like that, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Yo, not sponsored. What is this? Lacroix. Fire. I'm about to open up. This one is a uh, 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 limon cello. <laughs> you did the accent. Yeah, I tried. And the next one, this one, I'm about to key crack lime. open is a key lime. Yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Tell me about that shit. Let's see. Aerate it. <laughs> Do a little. Do it when you sip. Do it you when want you want a rating. It. Do it when you sip it, bro. Take, take another one. Yeah, there you. Um, think about that aftertaste, bro. The rating compared it's to the magical. One you ha- that this one changes. The key lime changes up. flavor. Huh? The key lime cha- changes flavor. All right. I'm telling you. <laughs> What do you mean by that? <laughs> Doing it on purpose. The rating? Compared to this? To the first one? Give me one the rating, bro. Me? Rating? Well, the 8 out of 10. One. Yeah. On the key lime? Key lime, 8 out of 10. Oh, that's high praise. Well, that's a 10 out of 10. Oh, is it? I think so, too. I think that one hits it so far out of the park, it's not even fair. Okay. But, like, if I had never tasted that one. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Yo. There is, cousin It is fucking me up down here in this basement. Yo, All right, listen. I definitely... back, back to Russell Brand. Mr. Producer, go to the... Uh, I sent an email to the, uh, to the bro therapy... Uh, Yo, you can't be laughing like this. Excuse oh, me. Oh my no. god, we're <laughs> fucking fell a fucked apart right now. My gosh. 
If you guys want to email the show, it's thebirdtherapyshow at gmail.com. What is happening? And now, Wait, 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 wait. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. If you had never tasted the lemon one, yes. right? Yeah. You would think the key lime is like a nine or a ten. Probably. All right, look, watch this. No, I need, we need to have this conversation. All right, we'll come back to it. Bruh. We started one conversation, now we have, it's fine I'm like mad that. as hell. Oh, Ryan, thank you, bro. All right, I'm ready. I don't know why I did that, but. <laughs> I'm not sure why I did that. It's all good. Bro, what are you about to have me watch? You got to restart it, though, bro. This is, what, what am I about to watch? What is what's going on here? Oh, uh, this is cool. Dan Casella, uh, listen to this, bro. Shit, bro. And now, drum roll, please. Oh, I. Oh my Joe God. Rogan. Joe Rogan's the problem, right? Joe Rogan, king of misinformation and disinformation. Remember Don Lemon on CNN. Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. And Brian Stewart, he's taking horse pain. Why are people listening to Joe Rogan for? And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms. Check this out. Get ready. Yesterday, the National Institute of Health added ivermectin to the list of COVID treatments. Wow. So look, if we were to give people latitude, a little largesse, a little bit of open-heartedness, as I, as a spiritual, God-fearing and God-loving man, like to afford people, I would say, well, you know, it takes time to accumulate data and formulate an opinion based on facts. But some people were saying vitamin D, ivermectin, exercise, healthy lifestyle right from the get-go. And those people were called COVIDians. All I can say is I take vitamin D supplements every day. I took them before covid I took them through COVID. I take them still to this day, every day. I have n not ever had COVID and I work in public. I am vaccinated though. I'm not going to some wood for you. I'm happy to hear that, bro. Um, unless I, unless actually I can't say that. I can't say that for certain because I haven't gotten an antigen test. Oh, uh, okay. And I, I don't know how. Like they would have to examine yeah. different, yeah. different types of antibodies because the vaccine gives you one type of antibodies. Uh, but I believe, I mean, they're of the same, but they're a little different. Hmm. Yo, I just find a couple things interesting. Um, because, like. My kid's mom works in a I nursing. might just be super lucky. I'm not... No, no, I'm not using my... No, bro. Dude, you're good, man. You're good. Why? You're having survivor's guilt over there about not getting COVID. It's cool, bro. <laughs> it's all right. There's always a chance you could be one of the... Uh, what is it called? <clears throat> a, a, asymptomatic. We're going to go through this shit again? Asymptomatic. 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 That's, that's a possibility. Yeah, I, I might it be is with, a possibility, I, I bro. might be with you on that, though. Um... My kid's mom works at a nursing home and like uh, with the elderly and stuff. And so like I I, I get a lot of the updates. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just it's like the CDC just. I don't know if it was 
the WHO or the CDC. One of them just um, updated it, announced whatever, that you don't have to quarantine no more when you get COVID. And they've also dropped the, um, completely dropped the mask and distancing thing. And I'm like, whatever, whether we want to agree with those organizations or not, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that I hold their opinions either. Um, or that I don't, I'm not saying either, but like, I just know that through the whole three years that I've been dealing with this COVID situation, two years, um, like I never was, I wasn't fortunate enough at all through that whole process to be allowed to quarantine the way everybody was doing it in the beginning. Cause we were all freaked the fuck out and scared. Like I never, I wasn't fortunate enough. And a lot of other folks wasn't fortunate enough either. And a lot of people made me feel like shit about it. It made me feel awful. And there was all these different guidelines and rules and this and that. And they like, at the end of it all, it's like, shit's changing. They're like saying like, they're changing it all now. So it's like, all right, we don't have to quarantine at all. Like we were sitting at a table debating over like what country quarantined the best, who had the best quarantine policies. And it's like, now you're saying quarantining is there's. Yeah. Well, most of the, weird, most man. of the population is vaccinated now. Yeah. I, I All right. All right. Smarty pants. Like, Bring me back and, and on top of that, if you haven't been vaccinated at this point, you've probably been infected at some point. And you so you to, probably have your own antibodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could probably see a decline in, hey. the, in the death rate, and that's why they started open. Team vaccinated, bro. Yeah, I know. You, I fucking will always play the other side, devil's advocate. I can't help myself. Yeah. That's why. Also, yeah, that's another thing you need. Like people should like keep in mind when you hear me, just like. Rambling off about shit. Don't always take it as like a personal yeah. stance unless oh, you I talk to the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Unless yeah, I, I like literally come out and say like, no, like I really believe this and da 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 da. Right. Like I fucking will always play devil's advocate just for the sake well, of conversation. Let me play devil's advocate for Joe Rogan because like obviously also, there's by a the way this shit is getting fucking flagged by Spotify. Is it really? It's gonna fucking we're gonna have a banner right across the fucking oh, top yeah, of the yeah, thing, yeah. dude. Bro, alright. Well for the record for the record, um no one on Bro Therapy shares We're all vaccinated. The opinions of Joe Rogan or the Joe Rogan experience or Russell Brand and True News and all his wonderful content. We don't share this. This is opinions. content style. Yeah, this is just we're reviewing his talking. shit and talking about it. It's thought provoking. But another thought provoking uh point real quick is like obviously I'm it's I'm biased because I love Joe Rogan. I've been following Joe Rogan for years now. And it's like it's different when you actually like are invested and you're listening to the actual conversations like Joe Rogan had, he, he they say, I 
my friend Dan Casella sent me this graph where they actually put they they rate Joe Rogan as the number one misinformed uh, publication, and I just think that that's so crazy because, like. When you're actually invested into Joe Rogan has three to four hour conversations at least once a day. Or that's the way it seems from his podcast schedule. There's a brand new three to four hour episode posted every day on Spotify. That's a long ass conversation. And fortunately for me, I'm a truck driver. So I have three or four hours in a pop to listen to an episode. And actually listen to it all the way through, un, like uninterrupted. A lot of people don't do that. So you see all these bits and bites and clips and things thrown together, and they're talking about the different things. And it's like almost like ninety percent of the shit I see, I go in my head. Well, that's not even how the conversation went. Like that's manipulated. That's manipulated. That's manipulated. Because I actually listened to the four-hour conversation and heard, like, what was actually said and how it was said and the context that it was said. And, like, and I got to thinking about it, and I said this to you, too, before, producer, that, like, there's no, like, all the man does is invite someone who he thinks is interesting in, or a friend, in, to just have a open forum conversation with them. And the conversation goes wherever it goes. That's no different than like what we do at Bro Therapy. Honestly, he's very stoner esque in the sense that he like just sits there, gets high or drunk, and he's like, "Hello, stranger, let's talk." Yeah, he's Man. pretty. You know what I mean? Like he's he still has like this stonery kind of vibe. I think I think I agree with you. I think he's on like episode one. 1850 something I think well, he's somewhere I mean, in that ballpark he right? is, He'd probably call and, himself a little bit of a hippie I mean literally yeah, his thing Literally his thing is the eye But now it's iconic at yeah. this point right Um, He's like around 1850-ish episode right now I've been tuning in since Somewhere around 850 Episode 850 And out of all those episodes That I didn't listen to every one but probably a good 75% of them. And the only bad ones was that fucking... The doc, there was the two episodes with the doctors that probably got himself in trouble with. I didn't care for those episodes. And I didn't really even give him a chance, honestly, because... I don't know. Not my cup of tea. And then he had the fucking people from Cowspiracy on. Mm. And that wasn't... That was, that was actually a very misinforming information. So much so that he had to go back the next episode, which you never hear him do. And he actually had to, like, write some wrongs. He's like, oh, by the way, the last episode when I had the guy from Cowspiracy on, da 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 He had to, like, write, sh- he had to correct some shit, make some shit right. You know what I mean? So those are, like, the man just, he does what we do, I think. Like, we had dude on from TikTok, the biblical theologist, or 
he had to be. Yeah, there. that was dope. Yeah, you know what I mean. We've had. It was interesting. We've oh, had, that um, fucking reminds me, dude. A historian on. We've had a poet on. We've had an entrepreneur. He's gonna talk on. I can't. He won't let me take over. You know what I'm saying? He's on a roll. You know what I'm saying? On a roll. Come on, dog. What you want? This all came from talking about that. Yeah. You even remember what that is? Russell Brand. I love yeah. Russell Brand. I love Russell Brand. What Brand. even happened to that? With what? It just evolved into that. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, the fuck? You got something for me, bro? Nope. <laughs> you got nothing for me. Nope, zero. And I'm kind of... Uh, uh, you got something, bro? Something. That conversation was weird. All right, I got, I got. All right, let me, let me uh, switch the mood up, Mr. Producer. I'm gonna send you. I'm shooting something over to you right now. Switch the mood up in here. Yo, I had an idea the other day. That like. What if uh. Yeah, yeah. You know how Dude, like I feel that. you I know feel how there's that, microbes. Bro. You know how there's microbes in a lake. Yeah, and then you get a test tube and you can see all the like cellular uh like bacteria and shit. Yeah, right. There's a lot. Have we ever? Uh, two things. Have we ever done a mission or like yeah a mission to like retrieve samples from just basically casting a net around like space like further out from our orbit um maybe like past our moon i'm saying like way too much um you sound like me and you know just fly around for a bit collect some space they're like no space isn't a thing that goes in a tube yes i'm aware but you know if you're like running a petri dish across through space there's gonna be stuff that's gonna get caught right on the most crude way but develop like a more advanced system obviously than just fucking having a petri dish float around in space and then having a machine attached to the petri dish so you can analyze it and communicate with it like a satellite and just have it be like a independent robotics mission for just scanning space samples and then see if you ever find other life just like that because then you could like accurately predict well on a basis of this is how often we found it this is how many opportunities to chance to like a better number of how many other planets developed complex life If you go to Gmail, you can email us at the birth therapy, the, the, the birth therapy show at gmail.com. Why are you saying that? Because I just sent him a clip to our email. Oh. You get what I'm saying, though? Am I picking up what you're putting down? Are you? I don't know. No, bro. I'm too stuck. Jesus. Thanks. Come on, man. You didn't pick that up. All I could picture was my fucking seventh grade science class Petri Petri dish fucking floating through 
<laughs> space. Yo. I'm like, what kind of shit in space do you catch? Should you just put a fucking net? Should you put a filter around that pizza? Dude, that's dish? what I'm saying. Like, they yeah, have to come up with something. There. I don't want to go yes. there. Yes. I don't want to go there. Come on, man. Let it, let it flow. Yeah. That's what I'm fucking talking about. That's the whole, that's the whole point. It's called inventing. You got to come up with something. Think about something that you haven't seen before. All right. Well, think about this. That's what... Nah, that's... Because remember, that's what they... We're saying that that's the universe's job. The universe created consciousness in humans to create new things. So like naturally, right? There's a certain, you look out into space and you see a certain set of things, right? That's what the universe created, right? Right. And that's, you can see that in a lot of places and that's what the universe created. But the universe also created us. And you want to know what's interesting about us? We can create things that don't exist just by thinking about it. That's how, you know, people invent things. It doesn't exist in the world. So what do we do? The universe uses our consciousness to bring in new ideas into the universe and make life more complex. It's the universe's way of like communicating in the boring universe with itself. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you think of a rocket ship. Well, rocket ships don't fucking exist, bro. Somebody had to make the fucking rocket ship. And that's the universe's way of introducing new things. Because outside of that, it doesn't have a lot of options. There's just rocks and chemicals and compounds but like true complex shit you know what would be interesting let's like interesting out of nature shit keep like this keep talking let's look something up bro this will be interesting we'll come back to this later i'm just keep going on about no nah, i'm chilling now no no no. keep going bro I, I, that, that was it um yo he's let's, like no dead space bro let's google let's google Rocket ships found in ancient art. Oh, whoa, you're going. You're flipping this all the way to, like, ancient alien shit. And for the listeners, if you want to follow with us, bro, just just rocket ships found in ancient art. We're, we're fucking banging this shit. You know, I made a retractable claw in the fourth grade, and it worked pretty cool. It was like... Uh, like a paper towel roll and it had the little retractable thing and I used to hang her as the claw and it worked. It was really nice. And then a couple of years later, I started seeing the, the whole retractable claw thing in stores and I was like... Yo, they stole your invention? They probably did. That's fucking beat. Yo, they probably do walk around fucking high school school fairs, science fairs, and probably steal ideas. I swear that probably happens. I'm willing to bet that happens. <laughs> the ancient rocket ship cave painting discovered in Japan is estimated to be from approximately 5000 BCE. The painting depicts a rocket which looks almost like a modern one. It is still a mystery how ancient people were able to draw these paintings. What's the verdict? Yo, make that picture bigger. Uh, 
Oh, kind of does. I think it's fake. Really? I think that's fake. To me, honestly, it looks like someone drew on a on a cliff with a sharpie. Uh, you want to know what I? You know what? Listen, that's honest, probably disrespectful. I'm sorry, but that's what it looks like. I, dude, if I'm being disrespectful, it looks like. Actually, not in a disrespectful way. You're just being honest. I kind of think it looks like a vagina. Ah, uh, I see. I see. And then the fuel coming back, like the fuel coming out on the end is hair. I thought you were going to say, like, they're asshole. No. It's, like, the top, like, the... parts coming out. It's the... What is it? That called the, the cooch, taint. the cooch region, the taint. Like no, the bro, what are you? You're fucking all the way on the wrong area. <laughs> oh, like shit. the uterus, yeah. like you said below the their stomach. Did you say the uterus? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this cover. <laughs> you hear how dumb we are? I Do you hear it. how fucking dumb I we love are? It. We're dumb as fuck right now. Holy um, shit, we're actually else, so Listen. dumb. Uh, Bro, that's a better answer than I said. I said they're asshole. Yo, oh, let's wait, weren't on. weren't we supposed to look at some conspiracy shit? Like, what's <laughs> what's going on? No, no, exit out of that. Exit yeah, what is that. this? How do we even get up on this one? Because I want to see, like, convince me. Bullshit. I don't even know what this is supposed to be. Bullshit. Bullshit. But they're all kind of the same. Bro, they just... Yeah, because I think that's the one that uh, they're just Graham inf- Hancock... They're just inferring. No, 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 no. Um, This is just like a snippet from something... Like a, a, a really oh good God. theory that Graham Hancock has. Because they... Yeah, let me take you in a different direction. Because uh, Gobekli <laughs> Tepe... Yeah, Gobekli found- Tepe... When they found that, um, there's See, Cole? A, uh, there's a, just there's like a um, a sculpture of what really really looks kind of like this like go up, bro. That one that we keep saying over and over again, it kind of resembles that. I think so. I think that's from like uh, Graham Hancock type stuff. Which which, to be fair, can fall into ancient alien type of stuff. Although I think that I respect Graham Hancock as a as a historian. Kind of looks like an escape pod. Yeah, man. That's how the Anunnaki got the fuck out of here. They're like, later, nerds. Our job is done here. We've done all we could with these monkeys. Apparently not. Huh? I said apparently not. Yeah, we're smart, man. We figured it out. Now we're just waiting for him to come back. Go get us, man. He's making a public distress call. (laughs) To the Anunnaki. Imagine it was all like for just like some sick game. Like, what if they came back and they were like, 
all right, now you guys are worthy opponents. And then, like, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> what the fuck? and just tried to kill us. Yo, like, nothing good like, comes like out of that. Like, for sport. Like, Yo, for sport. You know what I mean? Said that, what like, if they, they go said... to our level. Yeah, yeah. They go to our level. And they're like, all right, your world team up against ours. When you said, what if they say, that was the first thought I had. I'm like, yo, nothing good <laughs> comes after that fucking statement. Like, yeah. nothing good. Yo, I hope some hillbilly from Tennessee just starts fucking shooting as soon as they say that shit. Like, let's get a head start because nothing good is coming <laughs> after that fucking statement. I'm not going up against the Anunnaki. You know, like, what if they're, like, res- they're respectable warrior species? They stoop well, down to our level? Why are they fucking level? with us? No, We're just they a bunch of primates us. with cell phones. Because, because it's easier... To find a place and then just come back to it and be like, you know, travel through space time. So you could go do your thing and Earth's time period will spin, 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 spin. So for you, it's only like a couple seconds. And then you come back and you're like, oh, the dishes are done. Nice. Uh, Are you ready for war? (laughs) Yo, that just went from zero to 100. Um, I don't want to go to war. With the Anunnaki? With any... The Anunnaki? Definitely not. That's who it would be because yeah. either the world teams up or we lose. Yeah, well, guess what? We got Elon Musk, bitch. That's not going to do anything. We either get, like, totally the Elon Musk is not doing... Elon Musk is a very, Yo. interest, a very interesting Yo, guy. That shit pops off. Right, Jeff Bezos will be like, let's go, guys. Let's go get him. Meanwhile, Elon Musk is going out the back door and flying off to Mars. What I will say is SpaceX is amazing. Yeah, it is. Like, I think SpaceX is, if SpaceX accomplishes what they're saying they're going to accomplish, it's revolutionary for space travel. Like, it's actually revolutionary for space travel. Hey, bro, let's see what the latest is with SpaceX. Could you click on news and then type in SpaceX? Reusable giant cargo rockets? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's huge. Yo, those those You have to be able to transport supplies. Those videos of the rockets returning. It's like a freight ship, dog. They're so... Do you know how big it is? They're so crazy. <laughs> they're so crazy <laughs> that the videos look fake. The videos look fake when they're the big landing. one. Yeah, when they land back down, that shit looks fucking like scripted. CGI as a motherfucker. Like it looks fake as fuck. Like your mind almost goes as you're watching it. That's not supposed to do that. But it is supposed to do that cuz we're in the fucking future. But your mind, my fucking primal You're 1990s so mind is like go up only. That rocket is not supposed to. Yeah, it's, You're, supposed, it's to supposed to go the other way. No, it doesn't. It like fucking lands perfectly because the flames got fucking GPS in it. I don't understand it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a little bit the more rocket, than GPS. The rocket's but, yeah. got like the rear view camera, and they're just like parking it there. It's weird. That's all they're doing. It's weird. It like positions itself. It knows the X and Y. XYZ orientation on the world SpaceX. and like how fast the world is turning and everything. Yo, and it's, it's crazy. And, and calculating it's wind, every little and it's piece wind of trash speed and everything. Every little piece of trash in the fucking atmosphere. And I'm pretty sure it's mostly run by AI. I might be All making right. that up though. So I'm reading these 
these these uh fucking article titles spacex now targeting tuesday for next falcon 9 starlink mission liftoff it's all about these liftoffs right so now i'm curious because i did hear that elon musk does send off a lot of rockets how how many rockets is spacex sending like let's say in a year a lot a lot like hundreds hundreds yeah Ever since Falcon 9, Falcon 9 was the first. Remember a couple of years ago when yeah. they landed Falcon 9 yeah. back and down on the boat? And that was the, the first boats? time ever that that happened? Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Reusable rockets. It's it's fucking So insane. we've been using that same one? He just, they developed more engines. So what the what the, po- the point is, right? Most yeah. of rockets are in the engines. Yeah. And like all those, they all have to be specially made. Right, 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 right. So most of the time is spent once you build those, it's easy to throw up a body for them. It's getting the right kind of engine with the right kind of programming and you know figuring out all their shit. Like, but the nobody's the just gonna hand is them the a same book. rocket and they just keep reusing it. Yeah, that's fucking dope. I'm man. pretty sure. Yeah, it's fucking dope. Oh, the Falcon Nine. You know yeah, what's yeah. interesting about um, Elon Musk? Um, and I feel like. We shit on corporations a lot because we're, every we're single so, time you did that before, it would be gone. You'd lose that rocket. Yeah, it's just fucking um, wasted money. We always shit on corporations because we're like hippie ourselves, but like some corp, some things like this don't get like enough credit, and people like Elon Musk who, um, like made made the patents for the electric car. Like reusable, free, like so, like anyone can use their patents. There's no like, he has no restrictions on it, and he was saying that like, like even if somebody comes along, uses our patents, and creates such a better electric car that it puts Tesla out of business, like I'm okay with that. That's still a win for humanity. And I'm trying to think, oh, the fucking, I forget which car did it. I'm sorry now, because I wish I could give you the recognition. But when they created the seatbelt, they made that patent free. And in doing so, like, saved millions and millions and millions of lives. Dope shit. Corporations don't get enough credit for those little tiny things that they do. But Elon Musk made me think of that shit. Like, it's crazy. It's like, and it's, it, it, I mean, of course that's going to be his vibe, right? Because he uh, named it Tesla. And that was, that was Nikola Tesla's whole vibe was like free, free resources for the world. This episode has been and so And JP funny. Morgan, motherfucker, shut Jesus. that shit down. Taking shots at JP Morgan and taking shots at Thomas Edison. By the way, folks, Thomas Edison wasn't a inventor. He was an innovator. You want to play that clip? Yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I being too all over the place? Am I being too much? Am I being too much for you, bro? I'm chilling, dog. I got too much electricity. I'm about to fall asleep. You fall asleep. <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> But knock Wake out. up, it's pro therapy time. 
fucking Yeah, no, that's how chilled out I am. That's what I love about it. I get so slouched, and I'm just like, oh, it's perfect. I'm just vibing out. You know, sometimes sometimes life is hard, man. You make a mistake, and you just feel really, really fucking down and out hard on yourself, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel great. We're vibing. <laughs> don't beat yourself up over Oh, this thing? You are going to fuck up again in the future. Jesus. Quite possibly in a most spectacular fashion. Jesus. Why worry about yesterday's fuck up? When you have tomorrow's fuck up to look forward to. <laughs> Yo, you true. Fuck up. And fucking up is part of your growth process. In true. Process. All about why is he calling me out like that? Shots fired, right? Yeah. Why is he calling me out like that? Who Embrace the fuck-ups, man. Who does he think he is? That's some good advice. Embrace the fuck-ups. <laughs> you fuck up? Is this man yawning? Maybe. Hey, Mr. Producer. Well, you take a nap then, all right? Mr. Producer, I'll hop in the front seat for you. Front seat? Damn. Do oh you God. know I'm just chilling, bro. Shit. What do Listen you Listen to this man Get all bent up Alright well when I say this If if it excites you Jump in the conversation Alright dope Yeah What do you know about The universal Computer language Universal computer language As in Binary code Basic It's called basic, basic. It was the original Computer language Or some shit Mm. B A S I C. All I know is binary letters. code is basic as basic as you get. Type it's just zeros and I, ones. I might have I might have seen something like that, but uh, I don't know if I've binary dealt with it personally. Is binary is the base of everything. It's zeros and ones. Everything is compiled or comprised of zeros and ones. Computer language, like type in computer language. High level programming language. Wait. Yeah. Right there. Okay, on the side. Basic. Basic is a family of general. General purpose high level programming languages designed for ease of use. The original version was created by John G. Kennedy and Thomas E. Kurtz at Dartmouth College in 1964. Okay. Um, that still doesn't really help me figure out what the fuck Google, it is. Google binary code. My turn, my turn. I'm battling him. Yeah. It's like battleships. There's obviously a reason I bring this I'm up. I'm going to win. I'm going to sink your a ship. binary code represents text, computer processors, processor instructions, or any other data using a two-symbol system. The two-symbol system used is often zero and one from the binary number system. The binary code assigns a pattern of binary digits, also known as bits, to each character, instructions, etc. Yeah, I dove, I dove a little bit into binary code. Like I know, 
like every every value can be associated either either a zero or one, which is essentially the same as turning something off and on, which is what binary code is. Yeah. I wonder if I can. I think I have a shirt, a Windows shirt, Microsoft shirt that. There's a the reason has I the Windows thing terms of service in binary code in the shape of the Windows symbol. I also did a little bit hexa hexadecimal. Mm. I don't know what that is. The reason I bring it he up says hexadecimal, I'm like, that sounds like a good time to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> uh the reason I brought up the basic thing was because um my friend Dr. Foreman S. Acton had a big hand in creating that language. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm like trying to send the video over so everyone can hear. I definitely, all right, here's a good time to plug my shit. Um, I'm trying to send the producer this video of me explaining uh, my friend, Dr. Foreman Acton. But in the meantime, if you go to my link tree, link tree slash ace forward, L I N K T R dot E E slash ace forward. You can get to all my links, and I posted about this guy. He's on my TikTok, The History Rundown. He's on my Facebook page where I put all my history shit. So you can see the post that you're probably about to hear in a few minutes anyway. But he had his hand in um, in that big that computer science and shit. All right, I'm getting boring here. This shit's taking forever. It's like a fucking two-minute two long video. Hexadecimal. Wait, are we not going to listen to it? I'm waiting for it. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Do its thing. He's waiting. All right. My bad. He's waiting. Well, in the meantime, can you Google Dr. Foreman S. Hackton? Can I? May, will you, please? <laughs> will you, please? Sound like one of those uh, elementary <laughs> school teachers. Yeah. Can you use the bathroom? Bro, speaking of, listen. I had an elementary school teacher who was trying to teach me the difference between may I, will you, can you. <laughs> yeah, they're always all that assholes, shit. dog. And I was trying to use the bathroom, and he wouldn't let me use the bathroom before I fucking asked right, and I couldn't ask right, so I was standing, sitting there for fucking hours waiting to use the bathroom because I couldn't figure it out. Actually, I saw my uh, elementary school Spanish teacher, like, last week or something. Did you speak to him? Them? Her, yeah. It was like oh half of half of my lifetime that I didn't see her. Damn. So it was pretty interesting. You could probably recognize her right away, but she probably took a second for you. I don't know how long she took, but I did recognize her. Yeah. Because they don't change. They kind of look the same as when you were a kid, right? You're the one who changed in 20 yeah. years. Yeah. You had more of a change in 20 years than they had in 20 years. For sure. Yeah. Yo, that email just got sent over to you. To me? Oh, my God. A little popular today. Looks like it's this one here. At first, I wasn't going to do a video of this wonderful man because three minutes is just not long enough for me to explain and express how I feel about him. This is Dr. Foreman yeah. Sinekson Acton as I was fortunate to know him, old man. When I was 20-ish, 
I was just a punk kid who was fortunate enough to get an under-the-table job for my girlfriend at the time, being a chauffeur for who I thought was just some old guy. I met Old Man when he had turned 91. He was a legally blind and nearly deaf, and so I was tasked with the duty of picking him up every morning around 6 or 7 a.m. and driving him to the LAC pool where he would routinely swim 20 laps, 22 if it was a good day. I got to spend six mornings a week of the last two years of Foreman's life with him, talking with him and learning from him. He was an extraordinary friend and human being, as if it was my own personal Tuesdays with Maury. I got to hear so many amazing stories that I don't even know where to begin. He shared with me stories about his childhood in Salem and his education. He shared about his service in World War II and that he was on a team that intimately worked on the Manhattan Project. My favorite stories were the ones about Princeton. He told me stories of his lecture mate and friend Albert Einstein and how he personally helped Dr. John Nash, a beautiful mind with Russell Crowe, make the decision to come to Princeton despite his battle with schizophrenia. Foreman later became a professor at Princeton where he held tenor until he passed away. One time, nearly blind, he directed me all the way to Princeton from Salem with no GPS so he could check his mail at his office and then gave me the most wonderful tour of the university. Dr. Foreman S. Acton was a pioneering computer scientist, engineer, professor, author, and absolutely amazing friend. In 2014, he had a minor in-office procedure done that ultimately became his physical demise. Out of all the things that this man did, it was his last act of generosity that I would like to define him with. Before he passed away, he anonymously donated millions of dollars towards scholarships for Salem City School students to ensure that they had a chance to change the world too. It still gives me chills and makes my eyes water when I read his last wishes. If you would like to learn more about Dr. Foreman S. Acton and the Foreman Acton Foundation, you can go to www.foremanscholars.org. Yeah, that was my bud. That was my buddy. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. That was sad. I think that might have been like, shit. It was crazy because he, it was so weird how he passed away. And I don't want to like get into conspiracy or anything like that. But like, he had like, he just had like this like skin thing up here that he was getting like a culture done on. Like, so they, he was in the office and they just like took a little sample of it. Like with a scalp, they cut a little sample and like it was so minor that the doctor was able to do it right in the office and then because of his age he was 93 years old and you know maybe i don't know his immune system or whatever but that little thing turned into an infection and one thing led to another and it happened so quick like i remember sitting there i was off that day and i'm like my 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 she was my wife at the time like she went to work and she was texting me and i'm like I'm going to go see old man today. I need to stop in to see him. And uh, that morning, like, is when we got the news or whatever. But, yeah, that was, like, super sad to me. But you, it was hard to let stay sad when I found out, like, what he had did before he passed away. Like, he he was he was very wealthy. And... He never lived a domesticated lifestyle as far as, like, marriage and children and things like that. So it was just him and, and his friends. 
the people, you know, he cherished. And education was important to him. And, you know, he comes from Salem. I come from Salem. Salem was a very different world 90 years ago, you know, when he was born. But the Salem that I came from, there's not a lot of uh, opportunity. So he paved the way for a lot of kids. I mean, he, he it was anonymous at first, but it was so much money. And his friends wanted to in, like ensure that like that it, it it was untouched and uninterrupted what he wanted to do so that's why the foundation was was created or at least that's my assumption of it because i know he never wanted the foundation or anything he just knew he wanted to he wanted it to be anonymous he wanted just to just take care of these kids give them the opportunity that you know what i mean he had and it got put into a foundation to protect it. And it's done. I mean, there's a whole list of students that that benefited from the Foreman Acton Foundation. Um, when I first met him, man, like like I said in the video, like I was just just punk kid. I got this under the table job. Like I I didn't even think it was gonna last because I didn't think he was gonna like me because I was like I was just this crazy haired tattooed kid showing up in his pajamas in the morning probably smelling like fucking weed and shit and picking him up taking him to the pool he swam 20 laps every morning 22 if it was a good day every morning routinely 20 laps bro in an olympic sized pool back and forth and uh we, we like we shared a lot of conversations and shit like like I mentioned he was part of the Manhattan Project like he was so intimate on like whatever he was working on because he was a scientist like he knew times and dates that shit was going to happen during World War II before we even knew such technologies existed as an average American you know what I'm saying like crazy and he he had a lot to do with the beginning stages of the personal computer. He was friends with a lot of those other scientists and folks who he went to India twice, lived there and did uh, to teach to help a university and teach them how to use this new personal computer system. You know what I mean? He made smart investments in Apple and Microsoft back when this shit was. I mean, early stages, 70s, 60s, 70s. So that could, it tells you the wealth that was there. You know what I mean? And like, he, he, he traveled Europe once a summer by himself. I got postcards in my bag I can show you guys. But uh, he sent me postcards back from Europe one time. And uh, he taught me a lot about Buddhism and all that shit. That was, he was a good guy. Good guy. He was telling me that, like, back in the 40s when he got drafted into the uh, army and they selected him to work to work on this, the Manhattan Project, um, or a 
branch off of the Manhattan Project. I'm not sure, too certain. But um, he said he found out that the army, which was common practice, I guess, in that time, the army had uh, had went around to all the bars and restaurants and like public places and started asking about him, trying to get like a public reputation of who who he was. You know what I mean? Like getting a to scoop on them. I guess that's what they did back in the day before all the technology. They just go around to wherever you lived and just started asking around the local eateries or whatever. Wildfire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was my friend. That was my friend. Yo, can we take a break real quick? Can we pause for a second? Sure. If I can find the, the mouse. If you can find the mouse. All right, we're back. I want to tell you more about my friend, Dr. Foreman S. Acton, because there's so much cool shit about him. One time, nearly blind, he was legally blind and deaf. Um, he could hear a little bit. He could see a little bit. And that's actually why I had to be, a, like, he paid me to be a chauffeur, because he would drive himself if they would have let him. And he drove himself all the way up Till the very point that they legally took his license away from him and told him he was too blind to drive. And uh, that might have been maybe a few years before I met him. I met him at 91. I'm almost certain that he was driving still up to the age of like 87 or 89, maybe. He was still getting it. And he would have still drove if they let him. That's a long time. Yeah, man. But, um... Uh, he guided me all the way up to Princeton from Salem with no GPS. And uh, he had to check his mail in his office and do some things or whatever. And uh, we get there. And I remember I didn't wear, stupid city boy, I didn't wear enough layers. It was cold as fuck there. I didn't wear enough layers. I just had like a hoodie on or something. So when we got to his office, Bro, he had this, I don't even know, like, it It had to be expensive as fuck, but this fucking nice-ass, fancy-ass, thick-ass wool fucking coat, that shit was so warm. He was like, here, you can just wear this while you're out there. Because, like, he let me tour the campus while he was checking his mail. So, um, he does all that shit, whatever. Well, I found some monuments or some memorials to Albert Einstein. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot he went to he went to Princeton. And uh so then I'm back with with old man and um you know, we're walking around his building or whatever. And uh I'm like, I forgot Albert Einstein was a student here at Princeton. And he was like, Ah, oh, my, my friend Al, my old friend Al. I'm like, Oh shit, you knew him? He was like, We went we would uh we would attend lectures together i'm like damn he was like he was like al was always late to everything so when i got to the lecture hall i always liked to go early so i would save the seat next to me like i would always save that for al and then he said some things i you know i mean about their friendship or whatever that was personal and uh but it was just crazy i'm like damn you knew the man he was like friends with the man with albert einstein he was like People don't know, well, people know, but 
average people like me don't know that uh, Albert Einstein wasn't even a student at Princeton. He was like, in his words, his perspective, he's like, Al just showed up one day and he never left. And he would, he would just attend all the free lectures that the university held. And like, he was never an actual student. He was actually an immigrant because he came, he was, he fled to war. He fled World War II from his home country and shit. And he was never, never an actual student at Princeton. He just, he just showed up one day and he never left. And he got befriended by all the intellects there because he was an intellect himself. And like, he just attended all the free lectures and free seminars and shit. And then he got to a point where, like, he was valued as an educator and he would, like, hold some lectures and shit. And he took me to this, like, little building that was, like, a a monument to, or, like, to honor Albert Einstein. And they have letters that Albert Einstein wrote to Roosevelt, I think, whoever was the president during World War II. I should know this. I'm the historian. Roosevelt, I think. But he was writing letters when he first came here to America. He was writing letters to the president saying, like, I think that the Nazis have, like, these incredible technologies and weapons. And, like, basically, he was telling the government, like, I can help you, like, in this war. I can help you with these technologies and these ideas or whatever. Yeah. And... They basically told him, screw off, guy. We got this. Uncle Sam's got this. We don't need your help. Yeah, I think I I I remember reading that. I I remember reading something else about Albert Einstein. Yeah. uh, He actually failed a high school class. Yeah. Yeah, he married his cousin, too, but that's neither here or there. But uh, another cool person who went to Princeton... You ever see A Beautiful Mind, the movie, with Russell Crowe? I don't think I have. Oh, have you seen it, Twin? Maybe. Okay. With it, Russell Crowe? Yeah. No. No, you haven't? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, can we watch a trailer to it? A trailer? Is that possible? Or will we get in trouble for a trailer? Probably get in trouble, but Bro. we can watch it and just have it muted. Yo. A Beautiful Mind is a really good movie, and it's a true story. A professor who attends Princeton as a student and becomes a teacher, kind of like Dr. Foreman Acton. Um, But he has schizophrenia. And the movie kind of focuses on the schizophrenia part and less on the fact that he was a fucking genius. But um, I guess according to the movie and the book, there was a period of time where he was a teacher where... Um, he was having schizophrenic episodes where he thought he was like in the CIA and he was like breaking codes and stuff. But it was just all these, it was these episodes that he was having long. You got to watch the movie. It's an awesome movie, but he was never going. The one thing that the movie wasn't truthful about is they make it seem like he didn't know he had schizophrenia. So he legitimately thought he was like in the CIA and things like that. And then he, he had to be, told later that he has schizophrenia 
Whereas in real life, he always knew he had it. And he didn't want to go to Princeton because he had two choices. He could either go to Princeton or he could go to this like quieter, smaller school with less students that was like out in like in the country somewhere. And it was quieter. It wasn't city life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go to that one because he was dealing like he was a he was unsure. He was nervous about going to Princeton city, all the people, whatever. And he would ride the bus, catch the bus with, with my friend Foreman. And Foreman talked to Minda coming to Princeton anyway. And it, I mean, it was a good thing. It was a success. And now he's got a movie about him. Yeah, right. Um, one time, uh, this guy wrote books. He was he was a mathematician, but he wrote a book. The whole point of I didn't realize this till later, but the whole point to like his whole purpose as an educator was that like there's a simple way to figure out the solution like you can go to school and you can read these books and you can learn all these long thought out complicated processes to where you can get to the answer and feel like a smarty pants or you can just keep it simple and just do this simple equation right here and get the solution very simple. And that was like his whole purpose was like keep it simple. Like figure out the solutions in a simple way. And uh, one time I was late to pick. I'll close out on this story. Um, I was late to pick him up from the pool. And like instead of just pulling up and being like, I'm really, really sorry that I was late. Like it won't happen again. Like just taking accountability. I being a punk kid, I was trying to pull like a fast one over on him. And, uh, so like I pull up and he like gets in and he's like, you're so many minutes late. And I'm like, yeah, but I figured like, you know, it's going to take you a little bit of time to get from, you know, the pool to the showers and then from the showers to out. So, you know, I was trying to, make up for that time and you know whatever and uh he was just like not like just very calm but serious he was just like don't ever try to out calculate me and i'm like i don't know if he was saying to me like don't be late again or if he was saying to me don't try to bullshit me I think it was the second one. Yeah. And I'm like trying to out-calculate a fucking mathematician. Because I, I, get, I get the same type of vibes as like my parents just being like, you, you can't you can't outsmart me. I already know what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up outsmarting them anyway. Yo, just so many... You know what's crazy? You just said that because I was just thinking. I don't know if it was today, yesterday, or whatever. But I was just... My kid said something and was like, why does dad know so much? I, They don't think that I know everything. But they do like kind of like, for some reason, think that I'm really smart. And I think we all think that about our parents at certain ages as kids. Like, man, they know everything. But uh, she's like, how do you know everything? Like, how do you know so much? Do you just like... Does it, like, do you just get all the information, like, when you become an adult, or, like, <laughs> I'm like, nah, like, you kind of just, 
you collect it as you go. Like, I, I wish it was years. like that. Right, like a switch or something. Now, there's 32 years of collected information going on here. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking, like, when she said that, I was like, yo, there were so many moments. I don't know if I was a unique kid or what. Like, because my parents aren't dumb people, but, like, I, there were definitely times they thought they were right or thought they, like, yeah. had the answer, and they weren't. Yeah. And they were, <laughs> they were fucking, like, persistent about it. Like, I got the answer. Like, I know the right answer. And, like, me as a child knowing, no, dummy, you got the wrong answer. Like, you're wrong here. But, like, it would have to play out. Because they weren't going to take our fucking word for it as a kid. Like, you know what I mean? We just thought that in our head. Like, you dummy. I remember doing some stuff. And it was just like. Like, my mom in particular, she was strict about us playing video games. But I feel like a lot of parents were like that. Yeah, yeah, especially at that age. In, they in don't the earlier in the earlier ages, I don't think it matters too much now. Yeah. Because we're kinda in this age of technology. Right. Uh but she was very persistent on like not letting us play it too much or too often or whatever. And I would find times, you know, just like sneak around, try to get some yeah. some hours in, you know? Hell yeah. Uh to the point where you know I get I get stuff take away because they catch me and they be like oh yeah I caught you I I figured you're gonna be doing this and now I'm taking it away from you. Well, I think I think at the time I was using my Kindle Fire as like you know just play some some mobile games or whatever. Yeah. And she took that away, so I was like, Damn. I'm a, I'm a one upper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was I caught on her laptop because she gave me the password. Yeah. Uh, so I could do like my schoolwork and stuff. And I was able to download the mobile games Damn, on there. Got and, her. And hide it in in a file. I hid it in a file like deep within. So that a file in a file. Yeah, in a yeah. file in a file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was deep in there. She'd never take a look at it. And I just, I I set an alarm, probably like, I think 12 o'clock at, yeah. at midnight. And it was quiet enough to where I could hear it, but she couldn't hear it because our rooms were right next to each other. And I turned the alarm off. I set it for like 5.30 or so for when I had to wake up for school. And probably like a couple hours or so. Yeah. Just take the laptop from downstairs, bring that thing on up and and play a little bit before before I got to go to school. And I did that like most days. She and never she, she never knew. Never knew. Never knew. Till this day, never knew. She knows now. She she may not know. I don't know if she listens to this. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I know. I mean, she no. can't do anything about it now. Hell no. I should let you just play the video games. Look at you now. Producing podcasts and shit. True. You guys just keep going deep. I'm going to sit here with this uh, bear. This teddy bear. <laughs> He's bear retired. 
listening to passionate people talk about stuff. But although I'm not sure I necessarily agree. With what? Anything. You don't even know what there is to agree about. How can you not agree with a man just telling a childhood experience? Yeah, it's based off of the true story. Right. I don't know if I agree with that, Globe. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't asked you. <laughs> Maybe. Damn. Maybe they are asking me. Listeners, are you asking him? I'll take that as a no. Yeah, I'm, Yo, I'm hearing a lot of no's out bullshit, there. I'm hearing bro. a lot of no's out there. <laughs> Damn. See, you think I'm just monitoring you guys. I'm monitoring me. the listeners also. You hear this, listeners? They're saying no. Ging, ging, up on. It's like a 95 to 5 ratio. Kind of lost out on this one. All right, listen. Did he just say listen to us? Listen. There's a lot of cool... There's a lot of cool content out there for you guys. And let me tell you a couple places you can go to find that content. Dude, coolmathgames.com. Coolmathgames.com. <laughs> cool is with a K. JK. Anywho, um, if you go to twitch.tv slash unicornhero324, <laughs> you'll find some cool content. Um... If you go to Linktree slash Aceford, you find some cool content. You find the birth therapy content, find some history content. You, if you want gaming, you go holler at Unicorn Hero. You want history, you come holler at Ace. And if you just want some rambling. You, can you, you go directly. You just to come the into source. bro therapy because it's where I ramble. <laughs> to the source. It's the only place you can find a man. Exactly. Damn, you finished that quick. Hell yeah, those pepperonis was good. Yeah, I'm sorry I bet. If I was jumping in the in the mic, y'all, I'm sorry about that. But um, we got outro music. Maybe. What's Do we? No, mm. no. We can fucking check. play the intro music again. Because that's how fire it is. I'm chat. I'm straight slow. That's how fire it is. But this was episode 37. And um, it was a good one. Because we're all here together. The way I fucking like it. Dude just ate mad pepperoni. I just ate mad pepperoni. We had, had these fucking cake. bro. We had this was, this was a treat. This was a much needed treat. Now I'm recharged. I can get through my next two weeks until I have to see you guys again. Thanks. And uh, yeah, Dude, I got some really cool again? shit. That's crazy. I'm not gonna say too much. I'm not gonna say too much. All I'm gonna say is, excuse me, Tuesday night. I have a special meeting with someone, and if all goes well, I got some really seriously cool fucking shit coming. So, fingers crossed. Wish me me luck, listeners. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Sending you the good energy. Thanks, dude. All right, let's get out of here. How dare. Oh, oh, oh. Love you guys. This is the problem.
please stay safe.